morning everybody, it's Sally Kaylin here, relationship coach, healer and mentor. You are on my podcast, Relationships, the Good and the Messy, and I am so glad you are here today. So today I want to share with you some of my journey in how I overcome my own love addiction. Uh, Gosh, it's a really long story, so... I could be talking for a long time, but I'm not going to. I'm going to keep it as short and succinct as I can today. Because I think in sharing my story, it is super helpful in helping anybody else that is going through this same struggle. And I'm also here to say that you absolutely can overcome the need for love. Before I go further, I just want to... um, just give you a quick overhaul about what love addiction essentially is. And basically, in a nutshell, it's needing someone in your life, needing a person to be there for you, for you to love, for you to have in your life. It's this fear of being alone. It's the fear of not feeling whole or good enough by yourself that you are constantly seeking someone outside of yourself to feel that validation and it gets to the point where you you are totally not choosing love you are needing love so oftentimes you'll meet somebody and they may not even be your type so to speak they just uh, show some interest and even if they you're not connected to them, you'll convince yourself that there are things you like about them because you're needing that love and affection now. You also have a difficult time being by yourself and enjoying your own company and you are pretty much always externalizing your life. So you believe that once you find that person or that relationship, you'll be happy. You struggle uh, being, like I said, being by yourself once you've broken up with someone, there is this need to find someone to replace that other person with and oftentimes when you have a breakup it can literally feel like you're you're dying because these wounds and these deep fears that lie within you that have come from usually your early years of childhood they get completely triggered when someone abandons us and leaves us and we like I said we have this need then to fully find somebody else to replace place that so it's, it's a real issue and I believe a lot of people aren't even aware that they do have some sort of love addiction. They just believe they're doing what they're doing. They just, when a relationship ends, they want someone else, they feel what they feel, they, they're stressed out, they get emotional and they don't stop to think about what's going on here with me, what's, what's happening. And this is what I want to share with you today with my own, my own story, guys. So I basically, I won't go into too much of my childhood, but I grew up feeling very displaced. I definitely did not feel connected to my home life. I didn't feel understood. I didn't feel, I, I'd never felt safe, right? I never had that feeling that I was protected and felt safe for whatever reason that is. And I remember at a very young age thinking to myself that I just wanted someone to love me. And if I could find that person, everything would be okay. Now, unbeknownst to me, I didn't realize that I had all these negative beliefs about myself already by the time I got to a teenager. I already didn't feel good enough. I already didn't feel worthy enough. 
I had no idea, but it became very apparent as I began dating it as a teenager that the guys that treated me really well, I seemed to not be really interested in. I would date them and it was almost like I was controlling them in the relationship almost. It's almost like I needed them to give me a hard time or something. And then of course, when I would meet people that treated me not so great, I would cling to those people. And why is that? Well, it goes back down to the beliefs we have within us. It goes back down to those stories, right? And I now know, of course, that at that time I had a belief that I wasn't good enough and love was a battlefield and who would love me? And so, like I said, when I would meet someone that would offer up love very generously, there was a part of me that it didn't match. It didn't match the subconscious. And when I would meet someone that was giving me a hard time, I'd hang in there. So it was just a nightmare, pretty much. I was always in these relationships that seemed to be blowing hot and cold, really dramatic, these intense connections, and then these devastating breakups. And then I would be seeking somebody else to replace that other person. And there was always this need to just have someone there for me. I I remember just feeling, why can't somebody just love me? Why why is am I so unlovable? What is wrong with me? And of course, what you say to yourself, you manifest, right? What you're thinking about, you create. And this is how the mind works. And these programs began taking on a life of their own. I was exhausted. I was burned out. I didn't drink or take drugs, but I always believe that had I been that person that did, I would have probably not be here today because it became devastating the type of cycles of relationships that I was in. And I know all kinds of relationships. I have been treated pretty badly. I have been screamed at, yelled at, called every name under the sun, pushed around, physically hit, emotionally scarred, treated pretty poorly. And I don't say that to play the victim, guys, not one bit. I own my choices. I own my story. I'm sharing this because it's important to voice this truth, right? It's important to be open and honest. And I used to shy away from this and and believe I couldn't speak about this. And I've realized it's very important to share the truth. I accepted the worst kind of treatment. I had no emotional boundaries. I had no proper career, even though I was a trained teacher, I found myself consumed with these relationships and just wanting love, right? Just wanting a connection, I suppose you can say. Wanting to feel that sense of belonging because that was my thing. I I just wanted to feel like I belonged, right? And it was relentless and it was exhausting and nothing could fix that addiction. Because if I did have a relationship that was, say, loving, I would sabotage that relationship because like, it didn't match the patterns like I just mentioned. And if, of course, if I did meet someone that wasn't very nice and treated me pretty poorly, I'd hang in there and we'd play out these dramas together. And either way, it was just one big exhaustion. So what did I do about this? Well, and this is what I wanna share with you, ways in which you can begin to break this cycle. 
first of all, it's important to totally know that you are responsible for your choices in life. And I know that is that can seem a little harsh in a way that that statement because when we come from such a difficult childhood and we've gone through a lot of trauma we are making decisions so often based on our subconscious programming and we're doing the best we can but it doesn't seem to be the best thing for us but the truth is when you can get to that place in yourself and say I am totally responsible for the choices I make now. I am not responsible for what happened to me as a child or what was going on then, but now I have to take full responsibility for who I choose to engage in, who I who I choose to engage with, for the uh, career I choose, for the people I interact with. I am responsible. So you have to have that make that decision that you are going to be in charge of your own life that there is no blame there is no projection I think for me there was definitely a time where well there absolutely was actually as I say that where I felt if only I had a family that understood me if only I felt loved and appreciated as a child if only I felt connected you know to my own mother or my own father or whatever it was I I, it was like a grieving for me because I really did believe, and maybe it's true, that had I had a family that understood who I was as a little person, that my life may have been different. But that's irrelevant, right? Because we cannot change the families we're born into. and We cannot change our childhoods for whatever reason. We have to just, like I say, get to that point in time and say, okay, well now I'm the in the driving seat and I have to make that decision that I am 100% responsible. So that's the first thing, is to totally own your decisions and your choices and to know that you are the only one that is making them and you are the only one that can change them. The second thing that I totally like made the decision, I absolutely wanted to understand myself on a spiritual level emotional level I needed to dive deep into the personal development spiritual world I needed to connect to my spiritual self and whether that's through your your God or Jesus or whether that's through any kind of personal development work where you explore the inner world where you begin to understand the power of your own mind where you begin to understand that you absolutely can make the changes when you decide to go on that personal development journey you at any point can change your life that you do not need to be a slave to your old behaviors and your old habits and you can turn your life around and so when you are when you've not only made that decision that you're 100% responsible, but then you decide, and I am going to totally understand who I am. Why do I do what I do? How can I make this better for my life? What do I need to do to feel healed and free? What can I do to improve my life? So you're basically taking that full responsibility on and you're knowing and you're willing to explore 
the whole um, personal development side of things. It really is a game changer, guys. I mean, it's it's imperative, I believe, that we all embark on a journey within ourselves. And it is so healing as well when you start to unravel and you start to let go of the stories, the beliefs, the experiences that have kept you stuck, right? It's literally that. It is a game changer. And so that was this, that was the second part. It was literally like making that decision, like I said, and then it was like, I'm going to do everything I can on a spiritual level and begin to understand the power of the mind, begin to understand um, all kinds of um, different practices which involve awakening spiritually, which involve stripping back the personalities and diving deep into the quantum field of energy and beginning to totally love myself in a, in a whole different way. And that is which follows on to the next point, which is pretty um, an extension of what I'm already saying. And the third point was I, I really made a decision that I was going to fall in love with myself. I, I decided that I needed to begin to love me and that nobody could do the work for me. I realized that no man, no relationship, no job, no amount of money, no other person could, or no other thing could make everything okay if I didn't have that within myself. I was so aware of my own flaws, my own needs. I it was as though I could watch myself, looking in at myself and see that inner child in me desperately seeking the love outside of myself. And I wanted to heal that part. I, I literally made that decision that self-love, self-worth was clearly lacking or I wouldn't have been in these situations in the first place. And I was the only person that could work on that. I was the only person that could heal that. And so I read everything I could on self-love. I began doing daily rituals of self-love, which were going to be good for me. I found things that I wanted to do. I let go of things that were not beneficial to my life, that were holding me down. Even down to certain people that were in my life that I every time I would hang out with them, I wouldn't feel good, but I made a decision one day, like, I don't really think I want to see that person anymore. And sometimes we have to let people go from our life that aren't good for us, right? So it's everything self-love. It was literally like, I'm going to now completely self-love. And then I made a decision that I was going to do something for myself on a spiritual level. These all tie in together. There's no, I'm not saying these in any order, guys, because they all sort of overlap. But I made a decision that I was going to meditate daily and connect inwards and be that source of love, support and strength for myself. And I knew that by meditating, because I'd read so much about it, that it would be a practice that I could absolutely do daily on on healing some of that fractured um, hurt within myself. I didn't want to be needy of 
of a relationship. I didn't want to be that person that was emotionally up and down all the time. Um, because that's how I was. If if the person in my life was nice to me, then I was nice and great. And if they were mean to me, I'd recoil and, and pretty much cry a lot and feel really hurt. I had to create a practice for my life where I could build on that foundation for myself. I wanted to make Sally a person that was sound and happy and peaceful just for Sally being Sally. That there was no nothing outside of myself that was giving me propping me up or making sure I was okay that I would I was okay just being me. And incorporating meditation into my life I was able to do that. I meditate daily. I now experience incredible heightened states of consciousness from my meditation because it's been a a consistent application in my life where I now get to reap incredible rewards from that one practice. And I feel very whole and very connected. And I definitely don't have a need for anything or anyone outside of myself any longer to feel a certain kind of anything. I I love being with myself. I, I like who I am. I know who I am. Of course I love being around beautiful people. Of course I want to engage with incredible souls. But it's not a need anymore. Do you understand? So that need for having validation or love and that need that I couldn't be by myself, that's completely healed. And I believe it's because of those particular um, things I've mentioned that is what has changed for me, what definitely changed my life. And I continue to grow. I continue to evolve and I am saying this for anyone listening that feels that they are needing that other person in order to feel whole. And the thing with love addiction, I may have mentioned this earlier, I I think when you talk on podcasts you lose track sometimes, but when you have that need for love addiction you can settle for anything as long as you're not on your own and that can lead into those unhealthy toxic relationships. And so. You definitely do not need to be settling for any kind of toxic relationship or any relationship that isn't allowing you to grow and flourish into your truth. And it's all about deciding the future you want. It's all about asking yourself if, if you are someone that is needing that relationship right now, then my suggestion is talking to that inner child within yourself asking her what she needs like connect inwards and say to yourself what do you need what is it that I can help you with it's not another person right and I don't want you to go years and years and years as I did believing that the next relationship it will be okay or that next person will make everything okay I have learned and I'm saying it again, that the happiness and the joy you're seeking cannot be found in another relationship. 
and I remember hearing someone say this to me once and I, I knew what they were saying was truth but there was still that part of me that thought oh no but I think when I meet someone great things will be different but that great relationship doesn't arrive unless you are so feeling so good within yourself right we attract where we're at we attract who we are we attract exactly where we are at in a point in time and if you're at any point in your life where you are not thriving not happy and seeking external things you are going to meet people at that same vibrational energy and the key is to love yourself deeply unconditionally forgive yourself connect inwards daily be around people that understand you where you don't feel like you need to prove anything and to just anchor yourself into your into love into truth every single day when you wake up to consciously intentionally choose love for yourself right and if you're feeling exhausted tired having to explain things over and over to that person in your life feeling emotionally beaten down then there is a price to pay for that right so you need to ask yourself when is enough enough when do I put myself first when do I close the door on the past and say you know what I'm going to step into the unknown meaning you're going to be by yourself and not have another relationship and even if you've got children to be that single parent with with children a lot of people worry about that they have to have someone because they've they don't like the idea of being a single parent with children but there's nothing more lonely than being in a relationship with someone that you don't have a relationship with in the truest form and you can really you I found that being a single parent when I lived by myself and it was the most incredible time in my life I it was fantastic it was so great and I was someone that thought I could never be by myself. I, but it was the most fantastic feeling. It, I love being by myself. It, it, it's so freeing. So it's all about doing different things as well, guys, because until you take, make those changes, you're not going to know, right? Until you say, I, I am choosing myself I am choosing to love me I am going to be addicted to myself in the most healthiest loving way that's the person you need to be addicted to is you that's a person you need to fall in love with is you and I did a podcast a couple of uh, days ago about dating yourself like that is the way you do it right so I hope this has been a little bit helpful guys and shedding some light on how I personally healed some of my love addiction. I mean, obviously this goes very deep and I've kept it quite, um, not too long, just to, to share a little bit in the hope that there's resonance with whoever's listening and the right people will hear this because I believe that you have to be ready. You, you have to be, when I say ready, you're never ready because you've got to step through that uncomfortableness. But what I'm saying is where you've made a decision, you want something better. And there's never no right time. You just have to make that decision. And if you're in that place right now, then I know you're listening to this 
and you're ready to make those changes. That's why you've been guided to listen into this podcast today. So please share this podcast with anyone you feel can benefit. Let's start a conversation. Let's choose love over needing love. Let's break the addiction. Those addictions, by the way, to love and needing love, it comes from an inner child space. It comes from uh, those wounds within you that you're carrying around. And often then, sometimes they were big dramatic events that happened for us. And sometimes they weren't so much, but we've interpreted it as that. And so we're playing off these patterns, but they can be rearranged and redirected and you don't have to be addicted to love. You don't have to be needing of a relationship. So please reach out to me if you feel I can help you on your journey. My website, sallykalen.com and drop me a line or over on my Instagram, sallykalen and let me help you on your journey Um, because it is the most freeing experience when you are able to untangle from that pattern. Okay, guys, I am sending you so much love. Excuse my croaky voice today. I don't know if you've picked up, but it's a little bit croaky. And I will be back in a few days sharing lots more on relationships, the good and the messy.